Praise the Lord. Go ahead and one more hand clap to God. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you're doing in this house. Church, you may be seated. I'm going to go ahead and just piggyback off the prayer that Pastor Brent had, and I'm just going to get going for time's sake. Uh, Minister Mike Johnson, it is, it is amazing how God has everything orchestrated. The word that God had gave me, because I was searching also, I was like, Lord, you're playing hide and seek with me. I have no idea where you're at. Yesterday morning, he said, preach truth. I said, truth? He said, yeah. I said, all right, let me start looking. So I started looking uh, in the Old Testament first, and I was looking for the word truth. I didn't know if he wanted, he was talking about the gospel or he was talking about something else. So I started looking up the word truth in the Old Testament. And the, in the Old Testament, the word truth is a very common term that was used. It described something that was actually real, something that was factual. It actually describes in Genesis 24, 27, you don't have to turn there just for reference. It describes loyalty. And it says here, and he said, blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his mercy and his truth toward my master. God was loyal to him because he was obedient to his word. It also talks about promise. In Psalms 132 and 11, it says the Lord has sworn in truth to David, and he will not turn from it. And I will set upon your throne the fruit of your body. And then when I started researching and going all the way through the New Testament, and I was there, and I said, God, I said, now we start getting into the gospel. Now we start getting into, uh, you know, the, the meat of the word truth. And I was here, and God kind of bogged me down here. And um, there's a scripture that uh, I have here in John uh, chapter 8, uh, 31 through 32. It says, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word and you are my disciples, indeed, you shall know the truth. Talking about the gospel, and the truth shall make you free. And I was there, and I asked God, I said, God, what what do you want me to say? And he was there, and the title that I'm just preaching this morning is simply, The Truth Shall Make You Free. When you know who God is, and you know what you worship, and you know that when you're sinful, and you know that you have to repent and be baptized in Jesus' name, that you have to be filled with the the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, your life changes. I remember the sin and just the muck and the mire that I was in when I came to this church and I didn't know what truth was. But when I started to know who God was and all of a sudden he started unpacking his gospel and all of a sudden I started realizing that I was a sinner and I had to deal with the sin that I had. I realized that I was living in a life of bondage and the only way I can get out of that bondage is if I lined up with the word of God and I knew what was truthful in my life. There was a freedom when I laid down what I had. There was a freedom when the chains came off. There was a freedom when I lifted my hands and I said, I can't take this no more, God. I need to give it to you. I'm telling you, I was a messed up person. I was there and I thank God. I said, God, thank God I don't look like what I've been through, God. God, I thank you, Lord. You know everything that I've been through, things I'm so shameful of that I've never mentioned to nobody. But I know that God sees everything. And I said, God, if you've seen everything and you can still love me, then I will serve you with everything that I have. Because there is a freedom when you find truth. 
There's a freedom when you have a man of God and an apostle of God who preaches truth day in and day out. There's a freedom in this word and in this gospel. We're not just here saying things just to say things to take up time. There is freedom that God wants to give someone today. I don't know what you came carrying today, but I'm telling you we're preaching the truth today. We're preaching the gospel today. It is the word of God that will set you free. You know, I was, I was here and all of a sudden God had gave me a passage and if you would go to your Bibles there and I'll have you hold on to it for a second. I, I want to kind of give you a little bit of history, but if you can turn to Galatians chapter 2, and I'm going to go through 1 through 10 in just a minute. I just want to give you a little history on this. So in this passage here of Galatians chapter 2, God, he sends Paul back to Jerusalem because there was a dispute still over circumcision, physical circumcision, and God had to release them. And all of a sudden, Here's Paul, you look at chapter 1, and it's funny, and I, I want to actually turn there. Let's go to, real quick, I'm sorry, I had you go there, but let's go to Galatians 1 and 12. If you could bring this on the, the big screen up here real fast. Galatians 1 and 12. Because Paul, he's here, and he says, For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught of it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Pastor Ruth was talking about this. God had called Paul to go back. He had went there to Jerusalem already three years after his conversion. And, and he, was, he was there having to deal with this situation. But it wasn't man that had sent him back. It was God that knew there was still a situation of tradition that they were trying to hold on to that he had already released the people of. And so here, God deals with Paul, and it says by revelation that he got his word and direction from revelation. It wasn't a man who dictated where he went. It was God who designed where he went in his footsteps and the direction that he went that morning. He was there, and he said, God, whatever you want me to do. And God said, I need you to go back to Jerusalem because there's some tradition that they're holding on to, and there's a bondage, and there's a yoke on my people that I want to free them of. I need you to go back. So Paul, he's there, and they dealt with the situation in Acts. Remember, just keep your, your, your Galatians 2, 1 through 10. I'll be there in a moment. But what happened is three years after uh, uh, Paul uh, Saul's conversion, uh, uh, he had dealt with this with Peter in Acts chapter 15. And I'm just going to read 7 through 12 for time's sake. And it says, And when there had been much dispute, Peter rose up and said to the men and brethren, You know that a good while ago God chose among us that my brethren, that, uh, that by my mouth the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. So God, who knows the heart acknowledged them by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did to us and made those distinctions between us and them purifying their hearts by faith. Verse 10 says, Now therefore, why, why do you test God by putting a yoke on the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear, but we believe that 
that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved in the same manner as they. Then all the multitude kept silent and listened to Barnabas and Paul, declaring how many miracles and wonders God had worked through them among the Gentiles. God didn't look at Jew and look at Gentile and say one is better than the other. He said, no, 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 no. If I'm going to a cross, they all have access to my glory. They all have access to the gospel. They all have access to being free of the sin that they're trapped in when God is there and truth is here then there is a freedom that you have your bank account don't dictate if you get more prayers and more forgiveness than anybody else he don't care if you have a million dollars or you have a penny or a negative bank account he said I paid the price all I need you to do is respond to my word because there's freedom here in the house of God this morning In Galatians, I'm going to paraphrase for time, but it was 14 years that had passed. He already dealt with it in Acts 15, and God all of a sudden wakes up Paul, and he says, take Barnabas, and he has Titus with him. And he goes back, and he, he say in verse, I believe it's 2, it says, And I went up by revelation and communicated to them that gospel which I preached among the Gentiles, but privately to those who were of reputation, lest by any means I might run and had run in vain. God gave him wisdom to deal with the ones who thought they were somebody, that he didn't deal with them in public. That he pulled them to the side and he said, you guys are leaders. There's things that need to be in order. But you listen, it was the apostle who had the authority to go to the leadership, to say things were out of line, to say you're holding on to things that you don't need to hold on to no more because Jesus Christ himself had paid the price. There's a freedom that I've come to deliver to you by the word of God and the direction of God. And they were there, and they were disputing, saying, hey, the ones that were, were Jewish, had a Jewish background, you know, they were circumcised already, and, and the Gentiles that weren't, they, they have to abide to the, the, the law of Moses. And he's saying, no, no, we've already took care of this. Jesus Christ already took care of this. But it said there were false brethren among them. They were the ones that, that, that were, were trying to, to, to cause discord and division that were still there amongst the ones that were preaching truth. So Paul had to deal with them. Yeah, he had to go down there. You know, he could have been like, no, no, God, you know, they're, they're, they're of high authority. You know, they're, they're, they're apostles also. And he said, no, you need to go. And Titus, who was a Greek, he was a Gentile. He, was, he wasn't circumcised like the rest of them. And he shows up on the scene, and he's there, and Paul is correcting everything that's going on. And Titus has his back because Titus is like, mm, not today, Satan. We're going to go ahead and get deliverance from here. Because Titus wasn't just a Gentile. He didn't just receive the truth. He preached the truth. So he knew when they were set free, they were set free from that point. Why hold on to a yoke if you've been set free? Why be in bondage if God is offering freedom this morning? Why would you stay in a situation of sin when God is saying, hey, I'm here. I'm here to loose the shackles. I'm here to take off the yoke. I'm here to loose the bondage. But all I need you to do is believe in the word that's going forth. 
But I had this bishop, and this morning I was here trying to figure everything out and how I was going to unpack this. God said, I have placed a man of truth over this body. I have placed an apostle that if something gets out of order, I will send him here and there to put it back in order. It is not man that will send you. It is God that will send you. And the authority of God before he even steps on the doorstep of that church, God will go before him. And the authority will go before him of God. Because there are false brethren that will have good speech and they have good programs. But if they're not preaching the full truth and they water down what God had done, then they just discredit him being on a cross and giving everything for us. When you come to the house of God, this should be a house of peace. This should be a place where you don't have to worry. There should be no anxiety when you come into the house of God. When you're here, there's a freedom that God is trying to give you. I'm telling you, if you came in bondage of a spirit, if you came in bondage of false doctrine, if you're there and you don't want to hurt their feelings because they're nice people, if they ain't lined up and they ain't preaching the truth, hurt their feelings. Let them know you need the truth to make it to heaven because if you don't have the truth and you don't know who he is and what you're supposed to do, you will live in bondage for the rest of your life. You will have a yoke around your neck that you're never intended to carry. God is saying, if you give it to me this day, under the authority of Jesus Christ, under the authority of the blood that was shed on that on that cross, that there is a freedom that you have an opportunity to obtain today. It doesn't cost you anything but a little effort. It doesn't cost you anything but you lifting your hands and saying, God, I can't carry this no more. God, I was never meant to carry this weight. This yoke is too heavy. It has brought me down year after year. And God is saying, I've, I've sent men. I've sent ministry. Our pastor, R. Jackson, this morning, you can't deny the anointing that is on her. You can't deny the way that God has used her and orchestrated and lined this church up. We need her. Her voice. We need her voice. We need the voice of the prophetess. We need the voice of the handmaiden. There's this church is in order, and God says, if you will flow in order, there is freedom. Because church. We ain't preaching nothing that ain't in this Bible. Everything that we preach is backed up by this word. We don't just, just go and say, hey, I think this. No, 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 no. We go and research it and says the Bible says this. It was written under inspiration of God. We deliver to you for the freedom that you have. I say to the, you this day, don't leave here if you're bondage. God has sent a message. God has sent messengers today to set you free.